Wanda, your brother from an alternate dimension has been here for three weeks now. When is he going to move out? And why are you still lying to me? I, I, I don't know what you're talking about, Vision. <laughs> oh, oh, who is that now? Oh, uh, I don't know. Let me go get the door. Uh. Oh my god. Is this Colossus from the X- Bozmoy! Do you need a place to stay? Duh! Uh, okay, just go ahead up to a spare room. God, it's Russian accent is worse than my Slokovian accent, right? Oh, the door again. Who could that be? Oh, oh my god, Peter Porker? Is that Spider-Ham? I don't know how I got here. <laughs> oink, oink. Okay, well, go ahead on, uh, go ahead into the kitchen. It's, uh-oh. Oh, the doorbell again. Who could that be? Oh, my God, look. It's, is that Nanny from the X-Men? Hi. Uh, what are you doing here in Westview? I don't know. Well, come on in and go head onto the kitchen and hang out with that pig. He's Keep him away from the bacon, though, okay? Uh, uh, Vision, I don't know where all these people are coming from, but it's totally normal. Uh-oh, there's one more doorbell ring. I'm sure this will explain it all. <gasps> Is that you, Captain America? Captain America? Who's that? I'm the Human Torch. <laughs> oh, you're Chris Evans playing the human... I get it. Okay, I see what's happening here. Ah, oh, oh my goodness. I think I might have opened up a box of worms or can of worms or Pandora's box or a multiverse of madness? What? everybody welcome to comic book queers cbq legacy this is episode 167 coming to you always is your hosts uh me evil jeff and the guy who cannot stay in character <laughs> brett <laughs> We're, uh hi everyone thank you so much for listening uh <laughs> what an opening um how are you evil jeff um, I'm good. I just spent the weekend at an Airbnb in San Diego. Airbnb. A San in San Diego, um, looking out on the right on the beach. That sounds lovely. Why are you so upset? Well, I almost had something that could have been a sexy experience, but because of COVID, it ended up being a horrifying experience. There was a bunch of gay people staying in the, it's like, it was like the the top was like a two person bungalow with its own jacuzzi deck. But then on the, on the floor below us, it was like maybe a place for like eight people. And then there was a bunch of gays over COVID staying there. It was literally like 10 cars came and there was like 10 gays. So they clearly all like weren't living together before and just partying. And at three in the morning, I was still awake. Um, one of them got drunk and hopped over to check out our deck and then just came into our apartment thinking it was like part of his apartment. 
What? And then comes into our bedroom. And then he just goes, hey, what's... What? Who are you? And then I was like, get out. Yeah, I'm 100% serious. Like three in the morning. And then like my boyfriend's like, ah! And then I was like, this isn't your place. This There's two places in this building. And he's like, oh my God, I'm sorry. And he was all drunk. And he ran out. He was also very attractive. And I'm just oh, saying. Oh, I was going to say, was he hot? Like, but yeah, if it wasn't COVID, it would have been like, well. And they're all infected. Why oh. don't you come on in? So then instead I just had to like spray Lysol and just have him. I mean, he was only in there for like. 10 seconds so i'm sure it was okay but it was like oh god i hate covid anyway i hate gays yeah gays are the worst jesus partying i haven't been out of my house in a year i'm saying if you can afford it go to an airbnb just just to be i realized this was the first time i had like gone to the bathroom in a different toilet since the pandemic (laughs) Oh, we actually did that in November. It was great. We went to a cabin in the mountains. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just just that where I was like, oh my God. I'm so... A different oh. toilet is amazing. A different toilet. A different shower. Yeah. Incredible. Anyway, different so I recommend that for everybody. Streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. We went to this. They're like, we have Apple TV. I was like, ooh, what am I in the Ritz? <laughs> well, uh, a lot has been going on. In the it world has. of Marvel. It and has. And I think has, we need has. to talk about it. As you can see in the beginning, we kind of gave away uh, some hints of a big, huge spoiler for oh WandaVision. God. And uh, basically, it just opened up Pandora's box of like the whole entire uh, MCU and Fox Marvel universe and the Fantastic Well, everything. I wouldn't go that far. Well, I think it's it's opening the door being like, hey, look, we can do whatever the fuck we want. Sure. I and we'll we'll get to it later. We'll get to it later. I mean, first of all, if you're going to talk about the X-Men, you got to talk about what's happening in the comic books cuz that's where the shit's at. That's where the action is. Well, I think that's maybe, where the news is happening. I think maybe that's where the headlines sh- are coming from. We should start in our first segment then. Okay, hit it. I want your ass. Come on. Ah. Um, there was a weird one shot released last week. Yeah. Starring the, the Marauders, just like as a superhero team. Did you feel that way? It was like, ooh, it's like, ooh, mm-hmm. it, they're, it's like they're, a, they're a Marvel superhero team. Yeah. I don't know why I said, ooh. Well, I just said, ooh, because we hate King and Black. Ah, oh, don't pull these beloved characters into that story. And then I haven't been reading it, so I was like, oh, God, Storm and Cyclops oh got taken over yeah. by the fucking symbiotes. Ugh. Yeah. I don't care. And they're like, they're like, an Omega mutant with goddess-like powers was easily taken over. He must be very powerful. I'm like, bitch, who hasn't taken Storm over? Yeah, Dracula did it. Everybody's doing it. But isn't this Gary Duggan wrote this, too? Jerry Duggan wrote this too, yeah. And it didn't it didn't have quite the wit and sparkle of regular marauders. Yeah, I think he was forced. He was he was there someone was holding a gun to his head oh, forcing God, him literally, to write this while he's writing it. Um yeah. they did have the thing where basically they were like, "Oh, you know, we should just like, you know, if you can't say him, just kill him." Which I thought was kind of like, "Yeah, let's just kill them." Oh, beast. Oh, 
Oh, be saying to Bishop, if you can't save Cyclops and Storm, just kill him. I'm like, oh my God, what a dick. Oh no, wait, he's totally right. No, because you're like, yeah, he could just, we just, let's just resurrect them. It'll be way easier. We'll just resurrect them. Um, And then the one thing I didn't understand in this is apparently they end up saving a ship from symbiote dragons, but it turns out yeah, the people like who one. own the ship, they're actually like traffickers, like yeah. slave traffickers or... Yeah, like and human traffickers. So they decide to just oh, drop them off in the middle of a desert. Uh, the traffickers. Le- yes, through a gate. But then they're like, okay, and now we're going to take the ship to these poor people. We're going to go take the ship and take you to America. And they're like, ew, we don't like America. We don't go to America. Oh my we, God. We want to go to Canada. And then they're like, oh, but Canada's so far away. I'm like, can't you just be like, go through the gate and right. then go through a Canadian gate? I just I mean, didn't not, get that. I didn't get. Not didn't when you understand. have that many. I don't know. It didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense. I don't know. I loved that they're like, okay, we're going to, we have to go to New York, but we'll drop you off in New Jersey. They're like, fuck no, we're not going to America. New Kidding Jersey, me? the armpit of America. I heard someone I mean, named- America is the armpit of America these days if you're an immigrant. I heard that some faggot named Brett, who runs a bad podcast, is originally from, from New Jersey. New Jersey. You, bet, you better believe it. <laughs> You better believe I'm from New Jersey. Um, King and Black Marauders, number one. It was a one shot. Can you imagine if this was like a three issue limited series? Oh my series? God. Like, what are we doing? I would have been like, nope. Nope. No, thank you. Let's just Any wa- takeaways let's... from the story? Anything? No, I really don't no, care right? about any of this. That's the thing now is having these, doing a yearly, and I've said this before, but doing a yearly, like, uh-oh, the whole world is in peril with this one uh-oh. megalomaniac, all-powerful guy that we can just probably stop in one issue at the very end. I'm, there's no stakes. Like, I just don't care. Because I know it's all just going to turn back to normal. Yeah. Except there'll be one change. Who knows? Yeah, one change. Like, one character will be permanently changed. It's like, oh. Like, oh no, Nick Fury is chained like that, to the moon now. Yeah, that's kind of like, is that a thing? That was the thing in Original Sin. Oh. He became the unseen or the unclean. Oh, something right. Like that. Uh, whatever. That's the same the thing Doreen. now where it's like, apparently one per like one character is going to take over the Phoenix Force. Oh, please let it be Echo. Uh, I think it is a woman, but I'm just kind of like, don't fuck with the Phoenix Force and the non-X-Men capacity stop get your own force get your own things oh my god get your own force Stalker, do the dragon single force white female much do you like the unicorn force that mythological creature is taken oh anyway. let's talk about x-factor number seven x-factor i mean i will say um everything that was gross about marauders was just washed away with my love away. of X Factor, um, especially because this this goes. I mean, we have a Wandavision character prominently doing homosexual things in this issue. Prominently doing homosexual things. We this this was a five year old Bairn on my television, and all of a sudden, I'm watching him in a gay interracial relationship, and I'm like, they grow up. So fast. I know. Actually, we'll talk about that later. 
And so this- Tommy Kaplan, aka Speed, is super boyfriends with Prodigy, and that's how we open this issue. And so they're clearly like full on dating. Um, so it does full on. And I will say, did did Tommy ever date a woman? Because I think people are like, oh, I guess he's bi. But then I'm like, has Aren't he? We all at first. But has he ever addressed what his sexuality is at all? I think everyone just sure. assumed because Billy was out that meant Tommy was wasn't gay. Poor I Tommy. think we were just making huge assumptions. Yeah, twins can't both be gay. Yeah. Have you ever watched twin porn? Hello. I know. I said that way too eagerly. <laughs> um, uh. Uh-huh. I mean, twin I could. Porn? I, I never could, heard of such I a thing. I could tell some. Yeah, the laws are different in Europe than they are in America. Hey, this one's been to Germany. Um, no, but that's uh, when I used to work in porn. Um, there were two people that were. Um, brothers that would do scenes together and do things together. And I, we started like renting in uh, scenes and everyone was like, they're not really brothers. They just look alike. And then I got one of the scenes and they have to send their IDs to prove that they are over 18. And they were brothers. <laughs> and I was like, oh, but because wow. but we couldn't have a scene where they did anything together because in America that is illegal. So we had to tell them, oh, you can't send anything else where they were there together. But anyway, I did shoot a scene with two brothers, by the way, in real wow. life. But it was a threesome and they had to take turns doing another guy and couldn't do anything with each other. Was that their rules? Yes. That was in their rider? Yes. And the reason they were okay with it is because they um, were both put in foster care at the age of five and six. And then they didn't see each other for 15 years. So then by the time they reconnected and were like, oh, you're gay? I'm gay too. It wasn't like, oh, this is my brother. It's like, this is another guy. Yeah. Who knew? My brother, trade of the season. Anyway. My own brother. Anyway, Tommy and Wiccan... Uh, the new gay Tommy and Prodigy. Bill. Oh, Tommy. I would say Wiccan. Tommy and Wiccan, the new gay twin, twin. Uh, power duo. Bottoms. Yeah. Um, and uh, Prodigy um is hooking up with Tommy, and that leads to a disturbing um revelation. Yeah. It looks like, and this is the one thing I was, because uh, we found out Prodigy was like, oh, I have my full powers back because I died and was resurrected. And everyone uh-huh. was like, wait, when did you die? When? And I was like, when did you die? And it seems like what they were saying that he died somewhere like right before House of X. Is that what they were saying? Yes, because when Matthew Rosenberg killed all those characters and everyone got so so mad Ew, that was like was prodigy coming. was one of the people that were killed during that time no we don't think he was but they're saying somebody submitted a report along with all those other reports no but i'm saying but that's but prodigy, why he was resurrected is because he thinks he's one of the people killed during correct that. but he was with tommy speed in mm-hmm. the club that night and we know that scene by the way from that was the the Wiccan and Hulkling one shot from Empire. Yeah, yeah. So here's the question. It's the idea of Oh wait, wait, wait. What? Wait, oh that was was that Empire? No, that was the Loki thing. Right? I think it wasn't it Loki? 
my drag brunch with Loki, or was that? No, 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 no. No, it was no. Kate it Bishop. Was Emperor Hulkling. It was Emperor Hulkling. Oh, right, 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 right. It was right. the chunk with the enormous arms right. book. But here's my question, is we've already established things like soul. Like, Strong Guy was resurrected but had no soul. And the way it seems like these people, when they're resurrected, they do kind of have a soul. So I'm very interested in the idea of, like, if there is... I feel like they're basically... I'm basically waiting for another prodigy to show up, right? Right. Isn't this what... So there's going to be... Now we're going to have to deal with... Because it's X-Factor, they deal with all these problems. What happens when you accidentally resurrect someone that wasn't really dead? And... But I'm very interested to see, like, if you... If someone is alive and that other person is resurrected... Does that change the other person or are they both like copycats? Like, I'm very interested to see because then technically that other prodigy doesn't have his powers. So it's just be very interesting. Or he has his power. Oh, no, no, no. But he has that weird thing the cuckoos did that he retained. He retains everything. all the powers he got up to up to the point of M-Day, but nothing after that. They. So prodigy doesn't remember his own death. Which is also weird, right? Like, at first I thought yes. he was lying. He was like, no, 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 I died when everyone else died. But I think he doesn't know. But also, but that's the thing, depending on backups, when backups are done, you really don't know, like, a lot of people Yeah, there don't, could be a week missing. Yeah, there's a few weeks, or the people don't know exactly when you're, when you're going to get all of your memories up to. Right. Um, but here's my other thing is then we get into um, the other relationship that's happening is uh, Aurora, not Aurora, Aurora. 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 And how, do you, how, are you, how are you saying his name? It's not Dakin. 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 And God, I'm just telling Japanese. you, this is the first where I was like, this is like a very well-written relationship it's not just yeah. like oh i think you're cute like she's like bitch i have issues i'm scared i feel like you're just using your pheromones on me and he's like fuck you i use these pheromones i never i can feel wait what was it he's like i basically can feel that people want me but i'm not psychic so i don't ever know why he's yeah it was that and she's the one that said that she's like oh so you you go around feeling all this lust and all this like all these feelings but you don't know why people are feeling them she added that part he his point was like basically pyro i can i i can control the fire i can't create it yeah you have to want to fuck me for me to use you have to want to fuck me like but if like if you want to fuck me a little bit i can turn that shit all the way up to a 10 yeah yeah and and just like her getting into the into that bath that spa with Ooh. her clothes on like that shit was sexy that was i was sexy. just like and then she I'm, like boiled the water with yeah, her energy i know i was like i am rooting for the Damn. two of you like i want yeah. this to happen he's like i'm gonna have you begging for it and she's like as it should be because you're so fucking hot and this is the thing is me i was so gung-ho and like no you need to break up North Star and his husband and who'd no. thought that I'd be all for him being with the twin sister. There's even a part oh, yeah. later where I he's like both. where he was like look, I know you're flirting with me but I like your sister and he's like shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> ah. 
Um, but Doc Ken. He's but a meanwhile, this all really is about Siren, and we're trying to figure out what the fuck is going on with her. Now, of course, last episode, uh, last issue, she um, keeps dying. Um, and she's clearly lying. Uh, Polaris goes out to try and be like, what, what's up? Forgetting that um, she has the power to manipulate people with her siren voice. And I was saying it looks like the Morrigan goddess is still the Morrigan. in her. And mm-hmm. she basically is like, you're not going to remember this conversation. And also, Polaris, you're going to actively fuck up and sabotage any attempts to try and fight me. And that's where we ended with things. So I love, it took me a hot second when um, Daken was like talking to Polaris on the phone. Like, yeah, she's not going to Canada. She like, or she's not going here. She like switched things. And she's like, okay. And then she hangs up and then tells everyone something different. And at first I was like, wait, what? And then I was like, oh yeah, she's just actively sabotaging. And Daken keeps calling her. She's just like hanging up. (laughs) And iBoy is like, why is she lying? Um, I fucking love it. And it finally, it isn't until iBoy finally has to be like, all right, she's totally lying. Cause she pretended. He gives her the benefit of the doubt the first time. And then the second time he's like, why are you lying? Yeah. And then, cause then she was just like, yeah, Rachel, you were with me. Remember we said we had to have a lie detector with us. You were with me. And Rachel's like, huh? And he's like, you're uh-huh. lying. Rachel fucking gets into her mind. And then. <laughs> Pilar- you're lying. <laughs> Polaris is fucking pissed because now she's like that fucking bitch was fucking using me. So now they're all just like, uh oh, this probably means Daken is in trouble. Fortunately, unfortunately, he was out there for days, gored through a a uh, spike. The Morgan did a number on him, and North Star scoured the entire area. And uh, speaking of his speed, I love the little fight between Tommy. And North Star. Oh, and Tommy was like, how fast can you go? And North Star is like, <laughs> a lot faster than you. Well, basically, North Star is like, the only thing that stops me from going as fast as, as I can is my organs. Is my will body. Dis- my body will just disintegrate. Um, <laughs> but they finally, uh, so where did things, now I can't remember, where did things end with this? Oh, they do that flash forward. It's an amazing oh, ending. Oh, that's right. It, that, it flashed forward. I was like, what It was what terrifying. The fuck? Fuck. So they, they just do a time jump to later that night, and half the team has been murdered, murdered. by Siren. And the only one left is Daken, iBoy, and Prodigy. And they're all, like, hiding, and they're just like, oh, shouldn't we, like, turn all the lights out so that so that she can't get us? What the fuck is going on? And in that thing where it said the Morrigan, the Morrigan will will leave the body after death or something. So I'm thinking Siren is committing suicide to get the Morrigan out of out. her. Yeah, and it's not working. But then as soon as she gets resurrected, it comes back in maybe. Totally. So she keeps on trying to like, so I'm thinking she's trying to go further and further away places. But now it looked like, the it's like who's in control and when? Because if she's trying to kill herself, is that where, where, um, wait, what's, uh, Siren's real name? Teresa. Teresa. Is that Teresa trying to gain back control and then kill her, killing herself? Yeah. Like, is she, is she in control for a moment? And she's like, well, gotta, gotta kill myself. Ugh. I mean, it just sounds like torturous. These poor people. And, Here. uh. 
I will say the one thing, if there was a Morgan thing happening, they did go to talk to um, Madrox, uh, Jamie Maddox, Madrox. Yes. Um, and he, they, him and Northstar had a little tit for tat of like, oh, well, when I ran X Factor, he's like, well, I guess that's not why you're not wearing it now. Like they were just um, doing some little shit back and forth. But I feel like Jamie should, if if it's about Siren, I, I would say Siren and Monet, I mean, uh, Jamie and Monet probably know her be- better than any other person. Sure. So I feel, especially with the whole Morgan Wait, thing. More than havoc. It was so weird that they. First of all, so weird that they went to see havoc about the way Therese has been acting. But what was so wonderful about that panel is they're like, "Mr. Summers, have you blah blah blah?" And he's like, "Hey, call me Alex." Um, and I'm totally reminded of that awful page in Rick Remender's Uncanny Avengers where Havoc gives the speech of like, I don't like the word mutant. The word mutant st- is it stands for everything I hate. If you're going to call me something, call me Alex. And it was like, fuck <laughs> you. You like self-loathing. Ew. So I love that Leah Williams kind of threw shade at that moment. <laughs> uh, and Dazzler's costume, super cute. Definitely. Apparently they were in a band. I didn't realize they were in a band together. Siren's a good backup singer, I bet. Bet she plays the tambourine. Um, yeah, so then but then they all end up dying, so I need to know what the fuck's happening. What is happening? What is happening? I don't know, but I know who we shouldn't ask what is happening. The Hellions, because they have no idea. They don't know what's ha- I don't even know what's happening. Fuck. This is an insane Hellions number nine by Zeb Wells and Steven Sokovia. On the cover is Mastermind. First time we're seeing him in a while. Certainly in the Krakoa era. Oh, fuck. And then it's just like Mastermind. When Mastermind is involved, you know you're just going to be. And that's the thing. Not only is the person uh, who's writing Hellions again. Zeb Wells. Zeb Wells, not only is he taking the idea of Mastermind, so you don't know what reality, what is real and what is unreal, it's kind of jumping back and forth. Um, It's like jumping through time. So you're just very discombobulated of like, wait, what is happening? Like there's the scene with, well, we'll get to what I'm talking about in a bit. But there's things where you're like, wait, why is she saying that? Why is this person saying that? This issue is very um, disorienting. Which, if you're dealing is with Mastermind... Is what Mastermind does, yeah. This issue reminded me of Peter Peter Parker Spider-Man, his big fight with Jake Gyllenhaal Mysterio in Spider-Man Far From Home. Like that big, crazy, surreal yes. sequence of him fighting. This issue reminded me of that scene. Yes. And it opens with Sinister being poisoned by Mastermind. Poisoned? Like this is Shakespeare. Still have to talk about the cape. The cape is actually musty. Can't the be cape is a running gag. It's working. Um, but he gets poisoned. The weird thing is, it looks like he wasn't killed. He's just later we find out he's just been captured. And captured. But they had, but they had some sort of deal. And I'm curious, is but we have we don't know what the details of this deal of like why they're actually talking to each other. Like we have, we still have no idea like what it is. 
Why are they talking to each other? What's the deal they have with each other? Why did he poison him? Why is he now going to go after the Hellions? Like, I don't know the answer to any of these things. None of it. But here's what's interesting is we see Sage basically is like, hey, Sinister is missing. So you need to go. Uh, She's like, listen, need- I have some bad news. Your teammate, <laughs> Mr. Sinister, has gone missing. What are you going to do? And everybody just starts cheering. They start cracking up. Uh, we're going to go get lunch. <laughs> I love when Alex is like, dude, don't, don't, don't start. Ah! And then he just loses. They all lose their mind. I love seeing this team laugh together. They're such yeah. jerks. And so they are going off. Wait, why are they going to? Do they know they're going to meet Mastermind? They go to meet Mastermind. But were, why Why? Why were they going? Do they know before they walked through and got into that limo that he was going to be the one waiting for them? Uh, they said, this is our New York contact. I hate these Hellfire guys. So no, they did not know. They just uh, oh, knew so that they were hel- going to... So it's a Hellfire guy, but then it's like, is he actually part of the Hellfire club? I mean, that's that's all, but that, but then, but that's all fucking Emma. Would Emma let Mastermind be part of it? I think he means like old school Hellfire Club villain. Okay. I don't think he's um, saying he's like CMO of the Hellfire Trading and Company. And at first I was like, why would she, why is she doing that? Well, then we see an actual letter from Sage giving a completely different um, uh, uh, account. Account. Do- a completely different account of the events of what happened where everyone was so sad that he was that Mr. Sinister they were like we're gonna go we insist on going to save Mr. Sinister and me as the reader I'm like but that didn't happen and it wasn't until it was actually until after I got to the end of this issue that I was like oh Sage what Mastermind showed Sage that scenario and and the Hellions were shown this scenario so I don't think the real Sage and the real Hellions never had a conversation with each other. Right, right. Uh, which took me till the end of the issue. It was like, oh, like that's why. I'm like while I'm reading it, I'm like, what is happening? I'm confused. Yes, yeah. So I mean, that's what Mastermind does to you. That's what he yeah, does so, to people. And they go into a limo, and then the next thing you know, uh, they're oh, in God. a plane. They're in and a then boat. The next thing you know, they're falling out of the sky. They're falling out of the sky fucking break their necks then they, the next thing you know blood on the sidewalk next thing you know they did they didn't leave at all <laughs> they, they, they just, never left um oh one other thing we skipped over is peter finally got oh yeah his armor but the armor is a little too small because he died on on uh a rock yeah, so he beefed up so he beefed up and he's just like, I'm in pain. But it's weird. Nanny's just like, I don't give a don't shit. Care. We'll deal with it later. But then he's like, fuck you, mom. Like, fuck you. So they're, they're, it's, that's a new, interesting yeah. dynamic. She's between like, Peter, behave. He goes, my name is Pete. I go by Pete now. Oh, God. <laughs> and Empath goes, that's cool. <laughs> but speaking of cool, you know who one of my favorite Marvel villains is? Who? Miss Locke, Arcade's assistant. And thankfully, she is on the final page in the villain reveal. Standing next to Arcade, of course. I have a question. Why? 
Why, why does she always hang out with Arcade? Like, what does he have over her? She's she like probably so... just likes her job. Okay. But isn't she always like, I'm not impressed. Fuck That's you. That's what I mean. But I she feels like it. she, it feels like she doesn't, she's it feels reluctant. like she's always over it. Yeah. So she's I feel like reluctant. it's he forcing her. Or is she a, like a robot? <laughs> isn't she a robot? I can't remember. Or like, was, it, was she replaced by a robot at some point? I don't know, but she's always there. Listeners. We uh, need the research. The last time Arcade was when he was in the Spider-Man run, right? Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Uh, where he was all, where it was all like the animal, the, all the different animal villains were all under attack. Yeah, in Central Park. Again, with the Central Park. I can't Park. remember how that ended, though, with him. I don't. I feel like he just like gave everyone the slip as. But he that's. What I feel like it's like who keeps giving him access to all of this like high end technology. Seriously, and is he wearing like white jeans and a blazer, or is that a full suit? I it mean, feels like white jeans. It feels like jeans because it looks like he's wearing sneakers. Yeah, and that belt. But and you just, know like, what? They're low rise. But you know what? Arcade is like a classic go to villain where you're like, you know what? It might not be deep. It might by might not be groundbreaking, but you're gonna have a good time. If there's one thing Murder World does, it show you a good time. Yeah. Listen, Evil Jeff. Why was the scene between Havoc and Empath when Havoc was bench pressing the most interesting scene to me? Um, because there was sexual tension. Yes, and Empath. He, like, pushes on the... He's like, can I see here? Let me spot you. But he pushes down instead of helps, yeah, helps it up. Yeah. And Havoc is like, Rawr! and he, like, pushes it up. And he's like, fuck you! And then Pat's like, fuck you! And Havoc's like, you said you were going to help, but you pushed down on it. He's like, I did help. I helped bring out that savage beast of a persona you have. That killer side. That evil side. And Havoc is like, leave me alone. And Empath is like, oh... Why don't you like that side of you? And then he says, is it his weird voice? And I was like, wait, does Havoc like do a different voice when he's not feeling particularly Havoc-y? So is he just like, was it Does when he go they... into like a whole other persona? Well, when wait, what was it called? The Axis? What was it called when he? The Axis, evil? yes. Like when the so Axis his... happened, where he's like, "Hi, I'm Havoc." Hello there, I'm Havoc. <laughs> and he yeah. just still does that every once in a while. Yeah, and evidently his voice is different. I think that's kind of interesting. And you know what? But I think you know what that says i'd never thought about this before and i didn't that didn't ring to me like when i was reading that the first time but i think that's the thing maybe when emma and them they're she he's like i'm fine now i think he's probably like i'm fine now right and they're all just like she's mm, like yeah you sound fine no Go you're not <laughs> i think the idea that suddenly him doing a weird villain voice while he's protesting that he's fine yeah. is why everyone's like no you're you're gonna stay on this team it just it puts havoc <laughs> in such a new light if it's like he's doing he does a different voice when he's feeling accessy i love it i wonder if this will lead to him have going full uh did dissociative identity Maybe. disorder 
And they're going to trace it back to the trauma he suffered when he jumped out of the plane with Scott. Everyone's like, oh, Scott's head trauma. Oh, Scott's head trauma. What about Alex? What about on that goddamn trauma trauma? Yeah. Anyway, love it. I love Hellions. I love it. Listen, we read two other comic books, but we're going to fold them into the X-Men segment because they're X-Men related, right? Yes. Oh, my God. This is unheard of. The Runaways is finally back after the last one was like four months ago. And the one before that was like another oh, I thought so. five months ago. So in the last like year, there's only been like two Runaway comics. Wow. Rainbow Rowell is a busy, busy writer. How far did you get when you started reading? You started reading um, right up to Doc Justice. I want to pick it back up. I liked it. Well, this is cool. I mean, I mean, the, the only spoil is is that it's like they're not with Doc Justice anymore. I'll just leave oh. it at that. Well, I didn't see is, that coming a mile away. I, I know, right, right. So, and so this, uh, so basically, that arc ends, and so the new arc that started up is they're now living together again, alone, and they're like, oh, like we're so stupid, like. Every time we think we can trust someone, we can. It can only be us. Like, we need to get it together. And Gert is like, I want to go to school. Get it together. She's like, I want to go back to high school. And they're like, but you hate high school. And she's like, yeah, but this is kind of fucked up. So let's. Uh, I'm just going to go to school. And then Victor, who's still in love with her, and she's just kind of like, everything that went down, like, I don't even know if we're together anymore. I just want to be alone in high school. And he's like, I'm going to go to high school too. And then Gib is like, I'll go to oh, high the school. Big- the big, the big, like, yeah, uh, and apparently giant. he can make himself appear as a human. So he's like, I'm gonna go to high school too. Oh, so now it's just like all high school, like, they're just in high school. And oh, Nico okay. and Chase are like the parents, like, driving them to school. And at the and then halfway through the issue, um, like, everyone's kind of like not, everyone's like kind of not happy. And like, this is kind of working, but it's kind of not working. Like, they're almost staying together because like they feel they have to, but everyone's pretty miserable. And then suddenly there's this big sparkly blast, and it's Pixie. Oh, shut up. And Pixie's like, we'll save you. And in comes Wolverine. So Pixie teleports, teleports, he teleported, teleports Wolverine <laughs> and her to Molly Hayes and they go to grab her and then a the, oh, huge battle and they're like we're taking her to Krakoa and they're like you can't do this and they're like you let Shut her go up. and it's this huge battle for Krakoa and then Molly is kind of like stop everybody stop fighting and no one is listening to her and finally like at the end like they kind of like kind of like alright let's like you know stand down and then they're just like you can't come here and kidnap her and then he's like, you guys are kidnapping her. And they're just like, no, what do you mean? You, you, She's like, you're kidnapping her because you just came in here to take her. And he's like, no, she called us and said, get me out of here and take me to Krakoa. <laughs> so you're <gasps> kidnapping her. And then they all Holy. look at Molly and it ends with Molly just being like, wah, wah, wah. Like, uh-oh. Because <laughs> they were all bored. They needed change. Yeah. So Molly kind of was like, yeah, I want to kind of go to Krakoa. So it ends with them being like, What? So this will be interesting. Molly she Hayes should. might go to Krakoa. I think she should go to Krakoa. She absolutely should. And Even, but it could just X-Men. be like a, it could just be like a Fantastic Four uh, when he when fucking Franklin Richards was still a mutant. It's like just go for a bit. Like at least like know your people, know other mutants, learn how to use your powers, then go back and hang out with the Runaways. Like I think that makes more sense to me personally. I do too. But 
anyway, it's a great comic. I love it. It's I'm excited to see where it goes. I will catch up with it. I read The Legend of Shang-Chi, number Ooh. one, that just came out, thinking it's the beginning of a series. It is not. It's just a one-shot. And I'm like, well, that's weird. He just had a five-issue limited series and then a one-shot. Why are you afraid of commitment, Marvel? Give him a series. Yeah. Simu Liu. I did see who is on the cover. It's the X-Men character, right? Which is why we're folding it into our I Want Your X segment. It is Shang-Chi versus Lady Deathstrike. Now, Lady Deathstrike this. This isn't is an a mutant, though, right? I don't think so. Because I feel like she was just chosen. She was like the rich lady that was like yeah, her. Like just and then they just cybernetic. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's so weird. It's about MI6 hiring Shang-Chi to retrieve a sword um, before this, to steal a sword before this sword is sold on the black market. So Lady Deathstrike beats him to it, to stealing the sword. The sword steals souls. And so they fight and he breaks the sword and it saves everyone whose souls were stolen. And then she escapes with a piece of the sword. Mm. And then it's like the end. And I'm well, like, that the seems, end? Is that setting up Why? for like maybe a bigger thing? I have no idea. I have no idea. Like the purpose of this one shot. I mean, hey. I'll take a Shang-Chi story. Thank you very much. I just don't understand why this one shot exists. I mean, it's fine. It's good. It's But it's just a fight between Shang-Chi and Lady Deathstrike. There's nothing particularly unique or special uh, unless they're setting something up. I don't know. Oh, well. <laughs> I don't know. TBD. TBD. The, it's literally the end question mark. Oh, did it really do that? I hate that. Yeah. I hate that, too. I really hate that. Um, I mean, that's it for comic books. I think maybe let's uh, talk about what everybody's talking about on the internet. I would say this issue probably is the most talked about uh, episode of WandaVision. So I think we need to get our Wanda on. Hit it! This was something. This was something. Um, We're in the 80s now. We're back to sitcom land. And can I just say, can I? Yes. I am thanking God that I am the age that I am. Yes. That I know every single fucking reference in every single age. I know exactly what they're talking about. When they started painting. Oh, immediately. I yelled family ties. Family fucking ties. Family fucking fucking window. And then all of the page all of the 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 pictures aging that's growing pains. (gasps) Growing pains. And then but then all the text and stuff like that was still very like TGIF. Like, I love uh, how yeah. they're just morphing all of these things together. It's just, ugh. How about ending with, with a the family having a picnic in, like, a very public green space, a la Full House? Exactly. And then did you listen to the lyrics as they were playing? Yes. They're pretty dark. We're making it all up as we go along. 
Yeah, yikes. So the other thing that's so cool is something that almost every 80s sitcom did was the very dramatic, very special episode, which is the title of episode five of WandaVision. No show was more um, successful or, or, or did it more frequently, it being go dramatic than Family Ties. Family Ties had so much... Tom Hanks drinking a bottle of vanilla extract because he was an alcoholic. Does he almost hit Alex or something? Yeah, and he drinks a bottle of vanilla extract because it had a little bit of alcohol in it, and he was like searching for alcohol. Yeah. Oh, Um, they they fucking killed one of his best friends off. Remember that whole episode where one of his best friends died? The guy from, what's it, the redheaded guy from 30-something was killed off. Poindexter from Revenge of the Nerds. Yes, like let's fucking kill that character so we can have a special episode. Um, wasn't Meredith Baxter Burney like arrested once for protesting I, a nuclear site? I'm sure. I'm sure. Like, and then of course there was so a time where there's a time where everyone thought Tina Yothers was the Yeti. <laughs> I'm kidding. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. Um, Tina Yothers. God, I'm just glad I get to say that. Name Tina Yothers again. Tina, yeah, I wish. I, if there was a cameo that I am hungry for on WandaVision episode five, it's Tina Yothers. Have Alas, you seen doesn't, doesn't Brian Bonsall lately? <gasps> yes. All Ooh, face tattooed and shit. Hot mess, tattooed I, up. If yeah. I have a kid, I will oh. not let them be a child actor. It seems like they're destined to be fucked up. So I'm so glad you mentioned Brian Bonsall, who was the star of Disney's Blank Check, number one. Number two... The baby they had in season five mm-hmm. of Family Ties was Andy Keaton. And then season six, despite the others not aging, Andy went from a baby to a five-year-old or a exactly. six-year-old. So that's the thing. This can happen. Like the rule of going from a baby to a five-year-old, that happens in sitcom rules. It happens mostly in the sitcoms that they're drawing inspiration from. Family Ties did it, and so did Growing Pains with Chrissy, yep. who was a baby at the end, and then all of a sudden was six years old. And oh, and, that, and the then they age. took in Leonardo DiCaprio? Yes, as a homeless youth. Very special episode. <laughs> so weird. You want to hear something really weird? And, the then, and then going off, and then spinning off of Growing Pains is just the ten of us starring the director of WandaVision. Ugh. Who? Matt um, Sheckman? Matt Sheckman plays the only um, son in Just the Ten of Us. Get out! Yes! And then you have two Nightmare on Elm Street girls who are playing two of the other sisters. Oh, did you hear Heather Langkamp was just uh, cast in, uh, what's his name, <gasps> the guy did The Blythe Manor? His new Netflix Stop. horror movie stars I'm... Heather Langenkamp. I feel faint. I was about to say, are you, I think Brett just passed out from, I am so excited for that. Isn't that amazing? Hot topics. That is amazing. (laughs) Um, Also, the actress that played Chrissy on Growing Pains, the little girl. Yeah. She is the same actress that played the waitress in Avengers who comes on the news at the end and is like, Captain America saved me. Thereby solidifying the Avengers' reputation as a trustworthy organization around the world. That's the actress who played Chrissy from Growing Pains. Oh my God! The, we the just coffee shop waitress who he saves. Can we get? Can, can the, I need? I need Wandavision to somehow murder Kirk Cameron, and oh, then yes. everything will be fine. 
Um, WandaVision murdered me, okay? Well, there's so much we have to talk about. It's like every five seconds there was like an oh my God moment. Let's start first. In comes Agnes. Yeah, so we're having like baby antics, like very growing pains, very full house. The baby won't stop crying. In walks Agnes. She gets like the cheers, like started to happen in the 80s on sitcoms. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Woo! She's wearing her jazzercise aerobics outfit. But then she's, she's overly like sexual. But she's like, hey, let me babysit. And Vision is just like, no. No. And then she's like, do you want it? Should we do it? Should we do it again? Yeah. Like as if Vision missed his line. Should we take and, it from the top? Yeah. Should we take it from the top? And you're just like, what? And Wanda what is like, <laughs> what? And Vision's like, wait, what? Like, Vision's a little bit more like, what the fuck is this? And Wanda's a little bit like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. And I think for me, what's whatever is happening, like her hold on Vision and this world she's creating, she's starting to lose her hold on Vision's a lot. I think she's probably losing her hold on everything. Well, she also never had a hold on the babies. So she tries to put the babies to sleep and it doesn't work. And she has the line almost out of out of sitcom character. Why won't you do what I want? Yeah. And she's not understanding. And so I will say this episode is show. There's a lot of things that are conflicting because if we go back to Monica Rambeau land um, with Kat Dennings, what's her name? Darcy. Darcy and with Agent Jimmy Woo. They're all just like, Wanda's controlling everything. Everything she's controlling. And then as they saw, no. when they when she shot up her suit, her 70s suit, she's like, look, it's Kevlar. Everything in there is just being retransformed. So like everything, and like later on, it, so, so it's this idea of like, everything on, in there is already there and it could be retransformed. And she even says later, but she can't like, technically make new things but the biggest conundrum how did she make these children the kids how did she make these kids well agnes gets those babies to stop crying because they ain't babies anymore they age agnes's watch they age five years and this is the thing is it's if, if you're thinking Agnes is not in on this or part of the control, like I, I'm my thing right now is Agnes is clearly there's going to be a reveal where Agnes knows. I don't think she's under absolutely. I don't think she's under any control at all. No. And she even says like she looks at Wanda and Vision when the kids when they see that the kids are now five years old. Agnes says kids can't control them yeah no matter what you do yeah she's unfazed by any of this stuff that's going on and she's like you can't control and she basically says to Wanda you can't control the kids and my question the thing that I just don't know now is um is she benevolent or malevolent like that's the only thing I can't because you never know whether I mean she's more of a good guy in the comics that doesn't mean she's going to be good in the WandaVision you know what I mean she's still shady in the comics walking around pet stroke anyone oh anyone she was just she, put, she appears cat. in the latest uh, did you read Strange Academy no oh shoot no I didn't she's one of she, she's like I teaching a class 
Oh, cute. So it's just her teaching class. And you're like, ah, you're in WandaVision. It's so weird seeing this oh, old lady. And then, but then she's like in j- hot jazzercise outfit. Yeah. Um, but so it's just, God. it is like, what do you, what is your opinion on like what she knows? I think it's possible that our big bad is Agnes. I think it's possible that MCU Agatha Harkness maybe is evil. I also think that Agatha Harkness could be a red herring. Yes. They could be doing things to make us think. Because they're making Catherine it pretty Hahn obvious that we can Harkness. tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, she even said, like, come to Auntie Agnes. And, like, Auntie Agatha is, like, a thing. But what if, like, I don't know. What if Catherine Hahn is, like, Nightmare? True. You know? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the interesting thing here is that we're also starting to see that the head of sword, um, Tyler, he has, um, I'm trying to think of like how I would diagnose him. I mean, he's kind of a narcissist Yeah, and, yeah. and he's kind of, uh, yeah, he's kind of just a douche. Like alpha male who knows he's inadequate <laughs> and so, but like forces himself upon people harder and the fact that he compensate. knows that Monica Rambeau was supposed to have his job and the only reason she, that she doesn't is because she was snapped and now she's back and he's doing everything in his power to like kind of make her look like an idiot. But she's making the better calls. Of course. Of but she but in the end she can't she's can't make the big calls. She's not the boss. And they realize that oh things get transformed when you go through these when you go through the uh, the barrier, but if we take uh, something that's already from the '80s, it probably won't be transformed. Right. So they shoot through uh, a drone, like an from old the 80s. '80s drone. Yeah, yeah. And little did we know, Tyler armed it to shoot a missile at Wanda, which he does after Monica tries and fails to get through to her. And he doesn't tell anyone that on the on the other team that this is going to happen. Because and Monica everyone... would have been like, hey, this is a bad guy. Um, yeah. Here's another thing that I, oh, we skipped over. When they were doing, uh, do you notice what happened when they did the readings of Monica Rambo, The tests? Yes, they came back blank. Were they blank or were they just reading light waves? Her scans, her scans came back blank is what they said. Because and... they were just reading light waves. <laughs> Thank you. I'm I'm questioning she already has her powers and doesn't realize it. Absolutely. Already has her powers. Yeah. Um, and as they're talking about this, there's another huge thing that Monica Rambo says. Um, when they're talking about how this how the the hex world works, and she's yes. like, Oh, there's uh how does she say it? A, a certain astrophysicist. What is Aerospace she engineer. That would love to hear about this. And I think we all know who that is. Oh, I do, but I don't think it's who you think. Oh, I think it's Reed Richards. Oh, I think it's the little girl scrawl from Captain Marvel. Oh, right. I want it to be Reed Richards. I think that's cooler. Yeah, they're not going to do Reed Richards like that. Well, how do you fucking know? Because later in the goddamn episode, the fucking X-Men show up. <laughs> well, I argue that too. Right, I think gonna... it's going to be the little girl scroll. I think I think we're we're planting seeds for secret invasion for scrolls being part of the MCU Phase Four. That's what but, I think. But my ideas are better. 
sure, I would love it if Reed Richards was in episode six and it's like some major celebrity that we didn't know was cast as Reed Richards. I'm sure that will happen. I'm, but but, or, but it's just let me live in my fantasy be, world, Brad. Or will it be her friend from her previous appearance? Oh, that's so boring. Ugh. I think the other dark horse is Adam Brashear, the Blue Marvel. That is someone who I see them sneaking in here. Maybe. Um, but because of this drone attack, this is the first time we get to see Slakovian Wanda. Oh, we also see <gasps> that she did break in and steal the body. Like we have footage of yeah, that. So did you know that was the that was intended to be the end credit scene to Endgame? Oh, her breaking in and getting um, the that body? was yeah, that was shot because oh. that was gonna be end credits of Endgame, and they cut it. Um, so they incorporated it there as like black and white security footage. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so after they shoot her with the missile, because Tyler armed the drone, she come. They're like, "We have a breach! We have a breach!" And Wanda comes out of the barrier. And like you said, we see Sokovian kind of like her Sokovian's really back in full force. Wanda and what does she do, Evil Jeff? What does she do? She's what does like, she do to these men? She's like, you got, this was your last warning. And then Monica tries to like, be, let me be the peacemaker. She's like, you like me. But uh, she controls... It looks like she mind controls every single person to aim their guns at, uh, what's his name, the head of sword? Tyler. Tyler. At Tyler. She's like. Who did that remind you of? Um, it just felt very Phoenixy to me. It felt very Magneto-y to me. I was saying, it did feel very, ma- like, or like Jean Gre- evil Jean Grey, Magneto, yeah, the Magneto it was, scene. It was yeah. like Magneto's X-Men, like X-Men 1 and then Dark Phoenix, like the, the classic, like, you humans and your guns. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah and which is a portent to what's to come and she uh oh the other thing is they very specifically say oh so she's just wanda she doesn't have an alias she doesn't have ah, an alias so she's funny. just wanda and then darcy's like i call name. it hex powers i call it this i'm convinced like some like oh we will i we'll feel darcy is gonna call her the scarlet witch at some point hell yeah darcy is yes um, so anyway, she goes back, but then it looks like, oh, the, the little doggy. Oh, we forgot to mention how not only were they a oh five-year-olds, God. but the five-year-old Billy and Tommy, who later would grow up to be homosexuals. Yes. Um, Brother, they, they get a doggy and, uh, they want to keep the dog and they're like, you can't have a dog until you're 10. And then they're like, nope, nope. And then in front of Don't them, you do it. they just age to yeah. the age of 10. And I think this is the first time where then it's kind of implying either a, like they, they are, they almost have no, like she has no control over them, but at the same time, they're able to bend and wield these reality warping powers as they see fit as well. Yeah. Hmm. I'd be very, very interested to see going forward in the next issues and next issues, the next episodes. Uh, are they both, are both of the twins going? Cause right now that's a very Billy power. 
I'd be yes. very interested to see if Tommy, if they're both going to be twins that have the same type of powers, or if they're going to make it like the comic and have one be fast and one be more reality warpy. I think, so one thing that was weird to me was the Brady Bunch episode, Vision was exhibiting super speed a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's not one of the Vision's powers. He's never, at least I don't think he's ever exhibited super speed running like Quicksilver. Yeah. So I think they put that in there because they are going to have powers. One's going to take after Wanda and one's going to, quote, take after Vision with the super speed. And uh, while all of this insanity was happening, Vision is just at work. Vision's at work and two words came to my mind. Layla Miller. Why? Because he's waking people up. Oh, right, 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 right. House of M. Yeah. Yeah. He's able to wake people up and put them back to sleep. Because apparently this oh. weird uh, sword message came. Um, On the computer. Yeah. Although I will say they kept talking about emails. And I'm like, eh, that's more 90s. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I was like, uh, but... um. Like this weird sword e- uh, email came, and then everyone was like saying that saying it in this weird drone. And Vision is looking around, like, "What is going on?" And he frees. What was his name? Norm. No. Um. Norm. Norm. Yeah. And then Norm comes out of it, and he's like, "Where's my phone?" Which is what any millennial would say. And anyway. <laughs> if they come out of a coma, they're like, "Where's my phone? Where's my phone?" And then he says, "She's constantly in my head." You have to stop her. And you know what, of course, I said, Mr. Detective, that I am, as soon as I heard that. He means Agnes, not Wanda. He did not say Wanda. He said right. her. He is talking about Agnes. Um, And meanwhile, of course, Agnes keeps on being very suspicious when the dog that the kids got ate some of Agnes's azaleas, um, azaleas yeah. and dies. So we ne- we're not pointing out that the dog, when they name the dog, they name him Sniffy because he's sniffing around. But then he plays with the electrical outlet and sparks fly out of the outlet. And Agnes goes, how about Sparky? And so they name the dog Sparky. Sparky is the dog from Tom King's Vision books. Oh. And Vision in this whole ish episode is wearing the outfit from that book. Oh, do you so think, this is, is our very egg? much inspired by. Or do you think yeah, it this means is this anything? episode. No, I think this episode is very inspired by um, that Tom King story. But then there's this interesting thing where the kids are like, "Bring her back! Bring the dog back! Bring the dog back! You can control the dead." And, and Wanda's like, "I don't think I can," but even. Even if I could, you can't do that. And this is where... And, and then she Agnes even prevents feels, them from aging up. Yeah, and Agnes feels very confused about it. Where she's, she's like, like, you, you can, can do that? Like, she was like, oh, you can do that? So I found all of this very confusing because she's like, I can't bring back the dead. And so then I'm like, does that mean Vision is still dead? How are these kids alive? Like, there's so much that I'm still like, then what does the... Did she subconsciously try to bring back Pietro and instead pulled 
a Pietro from a different. All right, we're I'm skipping ahead. I'm so okay. sorry. Okay, but that's the thing is where I'm just like there's still a lot of confusion of if Vision comes out of the hex world, will he just go back to being hole in his head Vision? Can he only I think exist he might. in that? We saw bubble? something like that in the trailer. In the trailer, but they kind of show him coming through. They don't show him fully leaving. That's they what do I'm to just... show him fully out. Oh, he silhouette, is fully and out? He's got a, yeah, and he's got a divot in his head. So I guess but if he's, that... But he's also on his knees screaming. So I, it is very like, there's still many questions. Um, and then, of course, we were knew we were going to get to this, the commercial we forgot to talk about. Oh, yeah. This is, one was pretty clear. This one, well, I mean, Lagos, paper towels, yeah. bounty commercials. Yep. Lagos All the blood. Is where the she, juice was blood. That's where she blew up, you know, all Bill the people Compton's. in that building. Uh, yeah, so I think, uh, yeah, it's still very, I'm still just very confused. My thing is, I don't want, I want these kids to be real. I don't want them, like, oh, and yeah. all of this is returned, the kids go away. Like, I mean, so far so good. We're able to, they're able to age up and they're autonomous. Two things we love out of Young Avengers. Yes, because I want them to become them. teens. Because, I, I mean, it's like the fact that you have Cassie Lang, you have Kate Bishop, you're going to have Patriot, and now you're going to have Speed and Wiccan. Like, you have to keep them. Because, I mean, you literally are starting an entire new Young Avengers franchise. And America Chavez. And America Chavez, right before your fucking eyes. Like, don't be an idiot. Anyway. Of course they're going to make them teens. Like, of course they are. And now we're going to get to... the Brett, let's talk about the biggest moment. The, the Set the scene. Vision comes home, and he's furious. Because... He knows what's going on. He remembers snapping Norm out. He knows that these people are, pr- are prison- imprisoned in pain. And he confronts Wanda. They get into a big fight. He says, you cannot control me. And Wanda says, oh, can't I? And she fucking rolls the cl- closing That's credits. That's brilliant. It's so brilliant. <laughs> and they fight while the closing credits are rolling. It is so brilliant. And she starts to admit, I don't know how any of this happened. I started. I, I don't. Do you really think I'm controlling like people going on their job interviews and like brushing their teeth? Like she's like, I'm not, you know? So this is where I'm like, it ain't her. But then he's like, where are the kids? Why are there no other children? here? Why are there no other kids here? And then that harkens back to Dottie, to Dottie saying, save the the children, save the children, do the children. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. But then we get the ding 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 dong. And she opens the door. Did you scream? And we cut. I love that we cut to Darcy, who's also watching this moment. Yeah. They cut to Darcy. Darcy makes a face. They cut back to the door. We see who's at the door from the back of their head. It is absolutely Quicksilver. It's absolutely Pietro. And then they flip the camera around and show their front. And it's Pietro, but it's not ATJ Pietro. It's X-Men Evan Peters Pietro. And he says, Hey, sis! <laughs> Who's the popsicle? And now where it's like, uh-oh, I think uh, maybe there's a reason originally uh, Doctor Strange was supposed to come out right after WandaVision. Yep. Because I think we just entered the multiverse of madness. I think so. So... 
yeah, that I guess is Pietro Maximoff from the Fox X Men movies. Like, part of me is I like, screamed. oh, are, is it? Is it? Oh, I screamed for twenty minutes. <laughs> a, a long, continuous twenty-minute scream. I'm like, oh, is it like? How literal are we being about like this is the guy from Days of Future Past? You know, like, or is it like, oh, cute, they cast Evan Peters? To we don't like know. That's the whole thing analog. is we don't know because we also don't know is he real? Is he from a parallel universe? Did she create him? Or like, there's so right now we just have to go along for the ride and wait till they explain it. I can't stand this coming out every Friday, but I also love that it comes out every Friday. Well, the thing that I hate is modern. I never realized this modern family. The thing that they're most known for is their Halloween episodes. So I realized all oh, the Halloween footage. It's later. All the Halloween footage is like from the modern family episode. I'm assuming. Yeah. So all of this footage it. that we're seeing, because it definitely looks more a single cam. So we, I know like this isn't, that stuff isn't going to probably be next week. Next week we get Roseanne. And I will say the yeah. least amount of footage I feel that we have seen is the 90s is episode. The 90s. I haven't seen almost anything of what. Do we know for sure that there is one? Yeah, they show, they show clips and it's like she's dressed more white trashy and it looks like the Lamford, like the, the Connors kitchen. The couch. Yeah, there's the couch oh, and the couch. And I think kitchen. I saw like the blanket on the couch. So, yeah. and I am just basically guaranteeing there's going to be a camera in the middle of a table going around in a circle opening. That's what oh. I am guessing. Oh, the opening of, yeah, the, the openings just keep getting better and better. They're incredible. Yeah. So, I, right now, I'm just like, I was telling you this, we were texting about this before. Of like, I was like, I don't see myself liking another TV this much like in a long time. <laughs> I know. Like, I don't see yeah. how it's going to happen. For me, yeah. I never was this excited about a TV show. I think the closest thing was Watchmen when Watchmen was coming out. Yes. I felt this way. And then before that was like Twin Peaks. Like Lost. Yeah. Like right now we're in January. When we do our best of in December, I'm calling it now. I do not see another show that's not going to have WandaVision. Like, I can't see me not I saying WandaVision is going to be number one. <laughs> like, I just Let's can't just cut imagine. to it right now. <laughs> number one show of 2021 is WandaVision. I know, right? Like, Let's I just can't cut to imagine. it now. And you know what? I probably already have my favorite movie, too, by the way. Uh, I watched what is a great be? movie last night. Ooh. Promising Young Woman. Oh, you oh you hadn't seen it before? Oh, Devastating. God. Devastating. I was devastated. Oh, it's so good. Good. It'll make you angry and like it'll make you happy and then it's very so angry, good. but it's so good. No, I did it like it made me angry for like a second. Yes, but then yes, but then you're like, like, oh, this is how it has to be. You understand this is how it has to be, but you're angry. Yes. Oh. It's Ugh. and I want Carrie uh, Mulligan needs to win the Oscar. Oh, she's so good. She needs to win the fucking Oscar. And did you see the Golden Globe nominees? This is the first time ever that more women were nominated for Best Director than men. Oh, that's cool. Three people. In the history of the Golden Globes, there have been five female directors nominated. And this year alone, there were three. I saw that Chloe Zhao is nominated, and you know she's directing the Eternals. Oh, cool. So, 
that's she's doing the Eternals, and then Ava uh, Devarney is doing um, the New Gods. New Gods. Eternals is going to be better. Sister, well, of course, us are doing it for themselves. Oh my god. Anyway, I will okay, say, yeah, it. watch Promising Young Woman. It will fuck you up, but in a good way. And the performances oh. are amazing. Amazing. Bo Burnham, he was amazing. Yeah. Anyway, I want to say more about it, but I really don't. That's something I don't want to spoil that movie. Right. Okay. Um, right. Back to WandaVision. WandaVision. It's the best thing ever. What a time to be alive. It's great. Who knew? Ugh. So good. Good Lord. So good. Ugh, just It worked on so many levels. I can't anymore. Listen, everybody, we can. We're going to keep doing it. We're going to keep it. We're almost at 200. We're going to keep doing this. Okay. The, by this, I mean this show. Because but we can't have a show without an audience. Because don't have anyone else to talk to. We have no one else to talk to, and we need attention. So I won't be ignored, Brett. I won't be ignored, Dan. Uh, share this show with your friends. Evil Jeff, do you understand we got two DMs over Insta like this weekend? Ooh. Two people who were like, oh, my God, I was obsessed with the old show, and I just found you guys again. Yay. Like, I've been getting Hello, a few messages, too, as well. I think the show is finally taking off. We did Pretty have soon, a request of double like, digit audiences. Someone definitely did request that um, when the the Hellfire Gala comes out, we need to do like some performances we, of that. And um, of course, we will. <laughs> we should have a whole. Oh my god, we're gonna, we gonna do. Yeah, we, we should, should do a whole, whole episode just of. <laughs> oh no, we're gonna plan our own Hellfire Gala, aren't we? <laughs> oh wait, we and then everybody uh, write in now. Uh, the, the, I think it's open the, to get you if you want to be drawn in the Hellfire Gala one of the issues Oh, there's a contest going on I need to submit my name for do that. it send my picture all entrants send my picture <laughs> okay everyone thank you so much for listening like subscribe um, share uh, rate review and remember if you read comics well that makes you Queer. Queer. Bye. Bye. Bye.